growing skills gap, increasing cyber threats, supply chain disruption. Do these sound familiar? It's a tough industry to be in, and we're here to help. I'm your host, Caroline. And I'm your host, Doug. And you're listening to AWS Industrial Insights, the podcast for manufacturing and industrial business leaders who aren't afraid to think big. We interview executives from well-known companies to share their disruptive ideas on topics like leadership, technology, and innovation. So let's get started. Well, welcome everyone, and thank you again for joining us today on AWS Industrial Insights. Uh, before we get started, I just want to say a thank you, huge thank you to our listeners um, for being a part of this show and giving us great feedback and tuning in for every episode. We were recently announced on IIoT World's Top 20 Manufacturing and IIoT Podcasts of 2022, and that was just such an incredible honor to be included on that list. So huge thank you to our listeners. It's all because of you that we're able to do this. So remember, Caroline, that means the bar is raised for next year. So next year, we have to do it again or even higher. So let's keep going. Absolutely. Maybe we'll be in like the top five. They should whittle down the list. <laughs> Bring... All right. There's your goal for the year. There we go. Um, yeah, we're just we're just really excited to be included on that list and um, makes us really excited to continue producing more episodes just for you. So with that, let's jump right into this month's episode. And today we have the pleasure of being joined by Gabe Green. So Gabe, can you give us a quick intro um, of what your role is in the company that you're representing? Sure. Thanks, Caroline. Uh, Gabe Green. I'm the Chief Information Security Officer for Coke Industries. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We're super excited to have you on today's episode. Um, you know, I think this is kind of a great transition. The last couple episodes we were talking about um, security specifically. So pretty interesting that you're coming from a security focused role, you know, and however, the applications of security for the user are incredibly important behind the strategy. So can you talk to us a little bit about what does a user centric approach look like in the manufacturing environment? And why would your company want to take this type of approach specifically from a security standpoint? Sure. I think, you know, one of the things we've been talking about a lot as we've kind of started this journey of really trying to mature our security capabilities within our manufacturing environments is being, being cognizant of the work that our operators already have and, and you know, how they are, are, you know, likely already overtaxed with everything they have to do in their role from, you know, making, creating product, shipping product, you know, being you know, highly vigilant with safety, um, you know, managing supply chain challenges, all, all those things. And so the last thing we want to do is, you know, deploy a bunch of security technology, a bunch of you know, hardware and software and give them, you know, yet another thing to keep track of and look at, you know, throughout their day. So part of our focus has been, you know, as we deploy security into these manufacturing environments, you know, where can we leverage um, some comparative advantages from the cybersecurity teams, the ITOT OT teams within the operating companies? Um, and supplement some of that with the local expertise of our operators in the plant environments. Awesome. And when you say local expertise, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so I mean really the you know the the folks that are you know on the ground working you know every day in our uh, in our manufacturing environments or in our process control environments. You know they're going to have the the best knowledge of what their day to day looks like. They're going to have the best knowledge on what a bad day looks like and what we should be you know planning for and, and building for around the cybersecurity capability, um, as opposed to just you know deploying technology and trying to look at every single alert that comes comes our way. <clears throat> I think there's you know quite a bit. Uh, 
that that we would look for in an IT environment um, that would be bad or would maybe raise some red flags. And you know, some of those things might be perfectly normal inside of a, a manufacturing environment or a process engineering environment. So just leveraging the, the local expertise to know where we should focus, where we should prioritize. So Gabe, if you think about security and you think about the day of the life for your user, how did you understand where security is going to add value for them? Yeah, that's a good good question. I think um, you know, one we're we're still on that journey. You know, we're still going through kind of each each operating company, you know, at Coke and where we have um, you know, critical critical infrastructure or manufacturing environments that we want to, you know, mature our security approach. Um, and so one of one of the things we did is is try to look through kind of a consistent lens of risk, you know, across all of our different manufacturing environments. So we focused on, you know, safety first, you know, where do we have, you know, assets that, you know, we want to ensure that if we, you know, we don't lose control of an asset and create a, uh, a safety issue, you know, where do we have um, assets that have a high impact to, um, you know, our P&L, if they go down, we can't ship product. Um, and then where do we have kind of assets or processes in our, in our manufacturing or engineering environments um, where we really want to focus on protecting intellectual property. And so one, one of the ways we've tried to kind of get an understanding of that is building, you know, building really strong partnerships across, you know, our cybersecurity, you know, capability into kind of the, the local business IT and security capabilities, and then down into those OT or your manufacturing, you know, practitioners. And so just being able to kind of build that, that trust across those different groups and have, you know, transparent conversation of what's, what's happening in those environments and where we can, you know, best deploy cybersecurity capabilities. And how do you stay close to them? I mean, security is not a one and done. So there's, you know, the next generation issue, the next generation problem. How do you understand two things? One, how they're using the products and then two, how that's affecting their roles. And I guess three, how are you keeping up to speed with that? Yeah, those those are all all challenges. I think you know one one thing we've 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 tried to focus on is recognizing that there's not likely a one size fits all approach to security across our our disparate you know, manufacturing environments. You know, Coke um, <clears throat> Coke Industries is made up of a number of different operating companies. So when we talk about our our process environments, our manufacturing environments, you know, those those environments exist and operate across you know, a number of different industry verticals. So it's really trying to take a risk-based approach, you know, based on, you know, that company's, you know, profile, um, what's important to them from a, uh, from a uh, P&L perspective, what's important to them from a manufacturing perspective, and make sure we're differentiating the capabilities so that they're, they're meaningful, you know, in those environments. You know, an example of that is we, you know, we have a, a company that's, that's part of Coke Industries called Georgia Pacific. They're a manufacturing company. They make building products, consumer products, you know, paper products, products, things like that. Uh, we also have a company, uh, Flint Hills Resources, that uh, is in the energy, energy sector and operates oil refineries and you know, pipelines. You know, those are, are very different, different companies, very different business models. And so looking for where we can have consistency in some of the processes and tools that we deploy from a security perspective, but also recognizing that what's important and how we operationalize those security technologies are going to look different depending on the environment. Quick question on that. So it sounds like, you know, what I'm hearing is that you put a lot of importance on the human side of this equation and how the applications are actually used. Is that coming from you specifically or does, do you kind of see that as like a cultural mindset within your organization? 
I, I think it's definitely a, a cultural mindset within the organization. You know, at Coke, we put a lot of um, emphasis on individuals' comparative advantage. You know, what are the things that they are, are most advantaged to do, the knowledge that they have. Um, and that helps us really take, uh, you know, take a bottoms-up approach into how we're thinking about cybersecurity in these environments. So it's not, um, you know, it's not just a, a top-down approach of we're going to do X the exact same way across all these environments, but really leveraging the, the skills and knowledge of the people closest to those problems to help us understand what's actually meaningful and makes a difference from a cybersecurity perspective. Yeah, I have to say that is like so refreshing to hear, um, especially, you know, when we talk to a lot of manufacturers and read a lot about what's going on in the industry and there's so much focus on technology and it's really refreshing to hear such a focus on people um, and, you know, creating an environment where people feel valued and taken care of. So I'm really excited to hear about that. And I also want to understand, you know, for our listeners, when we were kind of doing the pre-interview for this episode with Gabe, he was talking about this like extensive planning for different security scenarios. And I he just gave so many examples that I thought you guys would find so interesting. So one of those being, you know, Gabe, can you talk about how you understand what a bad day looks like for your operational environment? And, you know, maybe gives us some examples of the kinds of tools that you use to help guide those scenarios. Yeah, sure. So what, you know, one of the things that we've, we've spent a lot of time you know, thinking about and, and talking about as we, we are on this journey of, of security in, in these manufacturing environments um, is, is really trying to make sure that we don't just apply the same kind of IT security playbook that we've applied elsewhere in the organization. So if you think about, um, you know, if you think about the corporate organization, you know, IT, all of your employees that are leveraging information systems, email, you know, cloud compute resources, all those things, um, we, we have a model for how we've thought about cybersecurity. And it's also a very user-centric model, right? Understanding, you know, our employees, understanding kind of the challenges that they have day-to-day, you know, educating them and, and building awareness around, you know, cybersecurity threats, you know, how they often are the target through phishing emails, you know, all, all of that stuff. Um, and so when we've thought about, you know, cybersecurity in these, in these manufacturing and these process control environments, um, you know, really want to make sure that we're not just, you know, rinse and repeating that same approach. And we're, we're, we're really starting with um, what's important to those environments. So an, an example of, of where we're focused is um, really leveraging kind of the, the methodical approach to planning that a lot of our safety teams and safety engineers in those environments have. You know, they're, they're closest to those problems. They understand, you know, the processes, the equipment that they have in place, and they know what, what a bad day looks like. So how do we kind of leverage that knowledge that already exists and, and plug cybersecurity planning into that so that it's not just a, a totally net new kind of crisis management scenario, but it really works into what the what the plants and what the operators have already considered and already planned for when it comes to thinking about a bad day in those environments. Yeah, but can you talk a little bit too about like what are the logistics of that? Do you set up like interviews with them or how do you collect that information? Yeah, I think we're we're early early phase in that. You know, what we're we're focused on right now is is some um, you know technology deployments just to gain gain visibility into those environments to understand kind of what's happening, what are the what are the communications between different systems, you know, establish a, a baseline. There's probably some, you know, low-hanging fruit that we can kind of tackle from a, a security hygiene perspective and, and provide some visibility to the operators of where they need to make inf- improvements. And then from there, it's really kind of circling back and then doing that scenario planning and really understanding what needs to be differentiated on a, on a per site or a per plant basis um, in that scenario planning. 
some technology in here, and technology is a big play, but it's not the only play as we know. Um, there's multiple different technology stacks that have to fit into here. You know, if you kind of think about the expertise that you need to lean in on, who are the products and services that you really need to do to get that holistic security strategy? What are you guys, who are you, who are you working with? Yeah, absolutely. So one, one of the things that we felt was very important to us as we, as we looked at you know, security in these, in these manufacturing process environments was, was understanding and having the humility that our IT teams or cybersecurity teams, you know, don't have all the best knowledge of how these, how these environments function, right. And what's, what's important. So we looked for, you know, partners, um, that we could, we could work with to kind of bridge that gap that could understand the cybersecurity challenges and, and what that looks like, but also understand kind of a day in the life. They understand, um, the process engineering side, they understand the equipment. So, one of the companies we've been working with uh, and have a, a really strong partnership with this company called Dragos, and Dragos has a you know hardware, um, you know technology and services solution um, that we're you know working to deploy in these environments that provides that visibility that I talked about, right? It provides visibility into all the the network communication that's happening across that environment. Um, and what's been really you know helpful with Dragos is not just the technology, but the expertise that they bring uh, to the table, and their their DNA is really in that uh, critical critical infrastructure, you know, operations. And so they've helped us kind of think about cybersecurity through that lens uh, and hopefully avoid what I talked about, which is just deploying kind of a typical standard IT security playbook into these, you know, critical, critical environments. But if, if you think about the differences or the nuances between IT and OT, what are, what are three of the top things that you want to really be aware about and to help our listeners Say, oh, we didn't think about that. What are some things that you've had from lessons learned? What I mean by that, Gabe, is the the difference between IT and OT, and kind of what would what would be a OT thing that a typical IT person wouldn't think about. Gotcha. Yeah, I I think you know I think one of the things that we're um, learning is that you know the way that you know the, a way that a, an attack might happen in our Kind of OT manufacturing environments, you know, might look very different than what we're used to seeing in our IT environments. You know, in IT environments, you have um, kind of these large, more homogenous environments. Um, we've got you know technology and sensors deployed, you know, everywhere. You know, we're looking at emails coming into our end users. You know, what could be potentially a phishing email? If something gets through, how do we detect it? How do we shut it down quickly? And so, I think when we're looking at these. OT environments, you know, one of the things we have to recognize is that this is really what's most critical to the business, right? You know, in a lot of ways, this is why the business exists, is to run these, you know, run these OT environments and, and create product. Um, and so with that comes a sensitivity to operations and production. You know, we probably don't have as much leeway as we might have in an IT environment to, you know, mess something up, to, you know, shut something down or to contain what we think might be a cybersecurity attack, but really is just, you know, normal business operations. So it goes back to, you know, really leveraging the local expertise of the operators and the engineers that understand those environments and make sure that the playbooks we're creating to respond to potential cybersecurity attacks, you know, match what actually is reality in those in those environments. And we're not, you know, we're not making a problem worse. Yeah, that's really interesting. And just out of curiosity, are those IT playbooks, are those like digital playbooks or are they in paper? I'm always curious. <laughs> Seems like a lot of stuff is on paper these days. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I'd say it's a little both. You know, one of the things we've we've done across our 
our cybersecurity capability over the last several years is try to you know, try to automate and orchestrate a lot of those playbooks. So those playbooks are really built into our response processes that our, you know, analysts look at. So when they, you know, then they respond to an alert, you know, that playbook is kind of built into the systems they're using to respond to that. But then we also have, um, you know, we also have things on paper when we're talking about more kind of high level playbooks, right? Like how would a, how would a, a site respond to ransomware? Who are the people that need to be involved? What are the capabilities we need to pull in? What are the questions we need to be asking? So it's a little of both. Good, good. Yeah, it sounds like you have a good backup plan too. So, <clears throat> well, this is really interesting information. I think one thing that really stands out to me from this conversation, Gabe, is your approach, your bottoms up approach, but really like kind of how you use humility to kind of guide your security approach, leaning into other people's strengths. Um, and for, what was that term that you used in the beginning? You said like a individual advantage or what was that? Yeah, comparative advantage, and that's you know that's something we talk about um, at Coke, and it's definitely part of our you know part of our culture, which is you know leveraging um, you know what what people are are best at and where that comparative advantage lies across the organization, which doesn't always you know mean it's it's by role or, or title, but really you know leveraging the the best skills and knowledge with the people that are closest to the problems. Yeah. So that being said, then you know before we close out this episode, can you share with us you know what would you say? you wish that you could tell yourself, you know, five or maybe even 10 years ago, um, what, what do you wish that you knew about your approach now? What have you learned that would have been most important to think about? You know, I think, I think if anything, one of the things that personally I've learned, um, is that I, I, you know, I, if looking back, I wish we would have started earlier in some of the, uh, relationship building across those, you know, operators and engineering environments. One of the things we've found as we've you know pursued this and started to uh, you know meet people in those environments and, and you know talk about some of these deployments we're doing with Dragos um, is there's that there's a lack of awareness in some of these environments that the cybersecurity capability you know for Coke Industries even exists and kind of what that team does on on a day to day basis. And so there's been a lot of groundwork we've had to do just to educate them on the team, who the people are, you know, what what the team does, how we how we think we might be able to help in these critical environments. And so, if anything, I'd say that's that's something I wish we would have done sooner and 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 done done more of in the past. Thank you for tuning in to AWS Industrial Insights. If you want to learn more about today's episode, head over to the blog for a list of featured resources on this topic. You can also find today's blog in the episode description and also on our website at aws.amazon.com industrial podcast.